This is Valor Radio. Valor, strength of mind and spirit that enables a person to face danger with resolve and determination in battle or in any other situation. Valor, like that displayed by veterans of every branch of the military throughout our community. This radio show, Valor Radio, salutes all of you who have raised your right hands to volunteer to protect and preserve our unique American way of life. Thanks for joining us and your brothers and sisters in uniform. When liberty's in jeopardy, I will always do what's right. I'm out here on the front line, sleeping peace tonight, American soldier. Now, Valor Radio. Well, soldiers, sailors, airmen, marines, coasties, guardians, civilians serving by their sides. Look what the cat dragged in. Back in studio. It's the colonel right here, live and in the flesh. Thanks, Robert. Good morning, Steve. Hi. That's Steve Mamano. Good to Cap- see you again. Captain Steve Mamano also here. That's right. Uh, it's good to be back on the mothership. Full compliment. Yeah. 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 Good to be back in studio. Got, yeah. got Eli here. Yours yeah. truly. Yep. Look at this. It's uh, same old place, huh? Well, no, yeah, but you, you know they say you can never come home. Oh, you're home. I know. It's okay. You're always every. You can then go to Rubino's if it makes you happy. Wait, I'm a West Sider. Oh, okay. So Caliber Cells, uh, Giuseppe's. Uh, oh, okay. nice. Olindo's. Olindo's. Yeah. Olindo. Oh yeah. Papa Joe's. Yeah. Hmm. Um, I'm sorry, I just gave all these free ads away, Bob. I'm sorry. I know we're we're in the money making business. We'll just just bill them. Maybe they'll pay. It's okay. But uh, Rubino's good, too. It is good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's a little bit of an adjustment to Florida. Is it? Uh, I would expect. But interestingly, interestingly, uh, have found a nice Italian deli. And while it's not Olindo's or Rubino's Mm -hmm. or Giuseppe's... um, Still, uh, some you know really really good stuff. Uh, so we're we're getting there, and then actually found a market down there. Mm. I gotta say, just I just take two minutes to talk about this because some things you can't even get here in Rochester. Uh, this market supermarket, uh, very unique compared to anything that we have in this area. Really, yeah. um, and. Uh, they things like they they make they actually right in front of you are making fresh pasta, um, unbelievable deli, uh, far beyond anything here. I mean, even you know, still doesn't you know Wegman's by breath and scope is not. I've seen never seen anything in the country anywhere like it. But this place, certain things just way beyond even Wegman's. Um, their meat department and. Uh, uh, just so there's some some real positives, but still haven't found a classic Italian bakery yet. The bakery. That's, that's, yeah, the, that's I was going to say the bread. Yeah, the bread. Very important. And yeah. I don't know if that's because of the water down there. I don't know what it is, but well, uh, but the bread at this one mar supermarket, I have to say, it's about as close as you're going to get mm. without finding uh, an Italian bakery yeah. down there, which I don't think we're going to find. But uh, other than that, so far it's been pretty good. The water is such an important part of the formula. It I, is. I, I, back, oh, I don't know, probably 30 years ago, Nabisco made all of the premium saltines in one plant in East Liberty. 
which is a neighborhood in Pittsburgh. And this, you know, like a really industrial revolution era brick, you know, yeah, plant yeah, and all that stuff. Yeah. And then the bean counters all said, "Well, you know, we gotta we gotta split this up and make the manufacturing go to other locations oh, and you know, stop centralizing this thing." And the sales of uh, premium saltines dropped fifty percent oh, because the water wasn't right. The crackers did not taste the same, and they Nabisco had to move it all back to Sliberty, which is the way that you pronounce East Liberty in Pittsburgh. <laughs> Sliberty. So little things, but uh, otherwise, uh, you can't get a good saltine cracker anymore. Premiums good, are they? Yeah, you think I think, so? I think they're. I think they're kind of. I don't think they have none of them have any fat in them. That's the problem. Well, yes, exactly. You can't have any animal fat. In them. No, yeah. no, 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 no. Sorry, that's all right. I digress. You did, but that's okay. So, Steve, it is that season. What season is that? It's uh, where you know that football game is coming up. Oh yeah, that uh, that old the old uh, the old one. The old one. The granddaddy of them all. The granddaddy. Yeah. yeah you, what are you uh, thinking, buddy? Well, I'm thinking. Uh, I'm thinking. You know, Navy's got to win. Uh, they, they're getting. They got blown out last time. I mean, at the end, and uh, embarrassed, and uh, they got to do something about it. For yeah. for you know, pride's sake, if nothing else. Yeah. Well, when was the last time Navy won? Oh, they, uh, they, they not too long ago. They're, I mean, they're, they're well ahead they, still. They had a streak of like 17 years. Yeah, they, it was yeah. it was some sad, I used to root for sad. Army all the time because I was kind of, you know, I wanted to see a competition, you know. And I think the Navy's still up like eight games oh, or something. I think, I think maybe 12. Maybe? You think so? Oh, yeah. Okay. Still double digits. Well, but... It was but, a bad run. It was a really but, bad but run. But the Army's on a roll now, so... Um, Good on them, you know. Let them let them have their their time because eventually the Navy's gonna eventually gonna come back and you know blow them blow them out again. So. Yeah, this year the game's in Foxborough. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, pretty nice. I deep, don't in, know. deep in the heart of enemy territory. It is. It is. Yeah, it is kind of though. Yeah, it is. I'm just. It's a little. I wonder who's gonna get more booze. What the army. Uh, I, I mean, I wonder who's like Foxborough fans are gonna root for. Well, you know what? It's in, it's interesting. I mean, there are going to be a lot of people coming in Navy for the game. Town, Boston. Yeah, a lot of people coming in for that game, though. Yeah. You, you look at the hotel rooms. So, you know, you usually make the hotel reservations a year in advance because wow. right now, you know. <laughs> this year it's the homeless people getting the hotels. Well, that's part of the problem. But, <laughs> it uh, is. Um, I don't know. Is Boston taking on a lot of homeless people? Oh, yeah. But uh, You heard that, right, Bob? Yeah. Oh yeah, all the cities are taking on homeless people, and it's insane. They have but, no, they have no idea long term what they're going to do with them, yeah. how they're going to, how they're going to pay for them. I mean, but, the uh, the um, uh, the wine that. banquet for Camp Good Days and Special Times for the first time in the history of the event was not held in downtown Rochester. No, they had way. it out at the DoubleTree in Henrietta, the old Holodome, uh, because the, the hotel's all full of migrants. Oh, cut it out! Well, just the one hotel. I know, no. but it's the, the it's the down it's the only downtown hotel that that hotel's trashed. It's done. Uh, well, uh, jeez, it's uh, it, it's a predicament. So, so you got you got something on your mind, don't you, Paul? No, I'm not. I'm yeah, just man. you know, we've got a few weeks ahead before then. Yeah. Oh, that's not right. that it's, long. It's not too long, really. Come and think of it. Right, beginning uh, of December. Right, right at the weekend after Thanksgiving. What, you got a vibe? Like, what What do you think is going to happen? I don't know. The Navy's favored right now. They are? Oh, yeah. Well, you know, i like to see that new coach get get a, a win under his belt. I'm sure the Navy would, too. But uh, we'll just uh, we'll see what happens. We've got to do a little bit of a gentleman's bet here, you know. Um, oh? 
Yeah. What are we going to bet? I don't know. I don't know. I guess maybe uh, I'll have to uh, maybe I'll have to get you a army shirt, and we'll have to post that picture <laughs> online or something. Yeah, but you know, I'm from an army family. I don't mind the. I don't mind like stumping for the army. I like the army. Oh well, all right. it doesn't. It doesn't, it doesn't find, make me mad to to, to be pro army. All right, we've got to find something to cause a little pain. Well, we'll think you, about it for a week or so here. Yeah, um, yeah because there's probably way. <laughs> I'm sure there's ways to make me feel pain. <laughs> All right. I think some of the articles you sent me gave me pain. This week? Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot. Yeah, there's... Uh, there's some pain going around. I know. Yeah. I know. I, and I'm trying to stay positive. I mean, Are you? I'm trying to find stuff. I'm not. Every week. I'm well, not. I know, Steve. I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm not adding to your therapy. I really no, am not. I, I need, and I need, I need Bob, some we, intervention. We do need some intervention. How about this little tidbit? Uh, did you guys know that the State Department of Transportation now has their own police... Well, I wouldn't be surprised. What? Yeah, they have their own police in unmarked vehicles in construction zones. Well, and but wait, let me finish. And and so, if you're speeding in a construction zone, you get a summons, and you are not allowed to plead not guilty. Right. What? It is, so this is the same. What is well, that? Well, wait a minute. You're not quite accurate on that. These are like the civil tickets that they used to have for the red light cameras in the city of Rochester. So it goes against the registered owner. It doesn't matter who's driving. Right. It goes against the registered owner of the vehicle. That's even worse. There's no points involved. It's a $50 fine for the first offense. And um, it's uh, and there's the, the tickets, there can be exceptions. Um, there's like four or five exceptions. Why yeah, your you car was stolen. Right, that's one of them. <laughs> um, and... So people, first, a couple of things. I always tell people, if you sell your car to a private person, especially, please, please, please take your registration, your inspection sticker, and take your license plates. Don't be a nice guy or gal and tell the people, say, just let me drive it to my house and I'll get you your license plates back. Take your registration sticker take your license or your inspection sticker and take your license plates off that's not the minute you sign that title over you want nothing to do with that car because what happens is people mean to go get the car registered but something happens your registration stays on there and all of a sudden you're still on the hook for that but yes a lot of people are getting whacked with those construction zone tickets. $50 is not insignificant no well, especially not. with all the other fees and taxes we have in this state right but you have to be speeding in order for that to happen, though, too. Yeah, speeding how much? Well, I'll, we'll get to that when we come back after the break. All right, We've got right. a lot of military stuff to talk about, but we'll come back to that right after we get back after this break. We'll be back with more Valor Radio in just a minute. On the WISL stations. We can stop all this fussing. And we could do it this way. Why do businesses choose to move their website from Wix and Squarespace to Simple Tech Innovations? Maybe it's their excellent customer service or attention to detail. Maybe it's their ability to give a truly customized solution. Or perhaps they just like the fact that Simple Tech is a local small business that builds great relationships with its clients. Whatever the reason may be, you can rest assured knowing that the local team at Simple Tech has your best interest in mind when building or updating your website. There 
hands-on and love helping customers achieve their goals. But don't take my word for it. They've won the best in Rochester eight years in a row and have an A-plus Better Business Bureau rating. If your website doesn't match your dreams or isn't achieving your goals, give the professionals at Simple Tech Innovations a call today for a consultation at 585-200-3182. That's 585-200-3182. Simple Tech Innovations. Inside the Taylor Laboratories. Hey, Tony, what you doing? A little experiment, Zach. Look what I have under the microscope. Ugh, what's that? A sample of indoor air. How can it be that dirty? Don't AC and furnace filters help? Only with dust, Zach. But when Taylor installs a whole house APCO air purifier to detox the air, odors, chemicals, mold, bacteria, and viruses are removed. For clean indoor air. Yep. Ain't science awesome? Taylor. 500 help. Just because the calendar says Sunday, Burt's Lumber and Perry is open. So come on in. In fact, Burt's is open seven days a week, and that includes Sundays from 9 to 1. From plumbing to paint, trim to tools, lumber, ladders, and electrical supplies, shingles and shovels, a huge selection of hardware, and much, much more, you'll find everything you need to start or complete your project, even if it's Sunday. Burt's Lumber and Hardware, open seven days a week, and that includes Sundays 9 to 1. The Livingston County Department of Health needs volunteers for the Medical Reserve Corps. If you're an active or retired licensed health care professional or just a community member who wants to help, we need you. Put your skill and energy to work improving emergency response. Free education and training provided. Work with peers in critical settings. Make a difference in your community. Google the Livingston County Department of Health and email us, including MRC in the subject line. Or Call 243-7524. Medicare U on the WYSL stations. Back in the studio live and lovely, it's the Colonel Paul Simonelli along with Steve Mamano, the captain, Army and Navy, both represented here on Valor Radio. Thanks, Robert. And we're really here representing all the services. Oh, we are. Absolutely. Yeah. Just, uh, and just, the Coast Guard. And the Coast Guard. God, I love the Coast Guard. I, I really do. do. I have a, you know, if, if I hadn't done the Army, probably would have done the Coast Guard. Coast Guard is pretty cool. It is a really yeah. cool service. I mean, you really get to do a lot of neat, neat stuff. And, you could have been a rescue swimmer. Well, I, uh, I don't know if I could have done that. I, that's Those guys are pretty unbelievable they are guys. Pretty un- un- unbelievable, um, yeah. But uh, just, uh, so we're talking about these construct. First of all, Bob. Uh, not not construction to, tickets. Not to throw a wrench in your complaint about the bureaucracy and government and overreach and everything else. People need to slow down in these construction sites. Absolutely. I, I you know what? I people are driving too fast. Everybody unfortunately COVID sort of took the lid off of uh people controlling themselves driving. I'll be the first one to say that. Uh, I think people drive abysmally um, most of the time, uh, and I know I'm generalizing and I shouldn't do that. And everyone will say, well, I don't do that. I don't do that. But boy, oh boy, um, people do drive so much faster and things happen so quickly and bad things can happen. And so, you know, the state saw this as another source of revenue. Um, uh, they made it civil, you know, they made it just like like the red light camera, so it's against the driver or the owner of the vehicle, not even the driver. Anybody can be yeah. driving your vehicle. It's $50. How did that, how did that work out? 
um, and very hard to challenge them. You're absolutely right. Very limited grounds you can challenge them on. It's all done electronically. You never you can talk to a human being, but they're just going to tell you to go to the website um, to challenge it. Uh, to me, one of the offensive parts is that the company they hired to administer this program is a Pennsylvania company. So when you call, you're going to be talking to someone in Philadelphia, <laughs> not even someone in New York. Um, and once again, very limited uh, uh, chance to appeal. Uh, if, uh, if you want to appeal it and, but, uh, the overreach, I don't know, maybe well, this, this is my problem with the whole thing. Uh, you know, it, everything happens, you know, by dribs and drabs, yes. uh, the, the erosion of our rights. And this is, this is how it starts. So right now it's like no, no points. Okay. So great. No points. Uh, it doesn't affect your driving record and so forth, and it's only 50 bucks. But before you turn around twice, mm-hmm. there will be points attached to it. You bet. And and it's going to be a lot more money. And it's well, going to affect right. your insurance. We already know. I mean, the Supreme Court's already said that, uh, at least here in New York, um, they're not going to be able to do that with cameras. Um, so without due process. So... That's not. At least we know that's not going. I understand. Listen, listen. I don't. I don't like. I don't like a lot of. I, I mean, I can. I'm not living here anymore because much. I don't like exactly. much of what of what New York is doing. And I love this state. Um, and there's lots of things. I'm wonderful things. I'm going to miss about this state. But uh, this is. Uh, um, you know, this is just. This is a tough state state of affairs we're in in new york right now and it, it's hard to it's hard to be positive about anything especially with some of the other things coming down um coming down the pike right now there's legislation out there um that is picking up a lot of momentum people need to be aware of it and i know we're supposed to be talking about the military and i got a ton of stuff to talk about but I, people need to be aware of this stuff yeah. there's legislation pending right now that they're talking about uh this fresh start legislation where People who get sentenced potentially to oh, yeah. uh, lifetime nope. in prison will serve only 15 years of that sentence <laughs> if they've reached. And now fifth... they expunge the records. Well, that... we're getting to that. I'll get to that oh, one God, in a second. Um, but serve 15 years in prison, even though they have a life sentence, and they'll be considered for parole. And and there's no exceptions. I know the left is going around saying, oh, well, there's. There's exceptions. No, there's no exceptions. If you look at the law as it's written, and I spent a lot of time going through it, I, I, I went through the legislation, I've, I've done my homework on this, There there's considerations that parole can consider. It doesn't say must consider. Uh, parole can consider whether they parole you or not, but there's no cutouts. There's nothing that says if you raped a five-year-old, you don't get parole. Or if you murdered five people, you don't get parole. There's none of those in there. It just says that they can consider the seriousness of the crime or you know other exas- exacerbating situation. It doesn't say they have to, they must, but there's so hypothetically someone could kill Arthur Shawcross right now, if he was alive, would be eligible for parole oh. right now. Um, Is that the elderly thing? If he's over 55, right. If you're over 55 and you've served 15 years of your sentence. Yeah, and the guy that killed the uh, uh, the wine store owner, uh, Charlotte, uh, yes. uh, on the South Avenue. Yes. There, he, he would have been eligible. Yes. Um, Unbelievable. Kayleigh Ann Poulton. Kayleigh Ann Poulton. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, 
killer. Uh, I, I mean, I can't even begin to tell you. Uh, you know, the guy I prosecuted that got, uh, you know, 162 and a half years to life, um, he died in prison two years ago, but he would be eligible right now um, for that if if he was still alive. Craziness. Um, and he would have... I, just unbelievable what this is doing, and, and this is picking up momentum. The other thing Steve just mentioned about were... I, I don't. I, it's sort of neutral right now on this. They're they're going to be sealing everyone's records. If you have a criminal record, it's pretty what's, much going to be sealed. What's the purpose of that? Um, it's called fresh start. You know, help I mean, you help you get a job. Help you get a job. The employers can ask right now anyway. So sealing the records, um, it it's really not going to have much of an effect. And and there's about a hundred reasons why the records can be unsealed. So if you're going for certain jobs, they can be unsealed. Um, you know, for court purposes, they can be unsealed. There's a lot of exceptions. So I really, the, the I see it from where I sit. The problem is it's an unfunded mandate. There's going to be something like 2.3 million records that <sighs> law enforcement's going to have to seal. It's an unfunded mandate, and they've given law enforcement three years to do all this sealing without any funding to do it. And I'm telling you, it's a gigantic, like here, you know, in, in here in Monroe County, in our area, there's probably hundreds of thousands of records that are going to have to be manually sealed and, and more recently computer sealed. That's, that's a very time consuming process and there's no money to do it. So it's going to be hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of labor to do that. Um, and the state just makes these laws and it's an unfunded mandate that's, you know, it's just going to have to get sucked up by the taxpayers to do it. So I, I, I'm pretty neutral on it one way or another. I, I mean, I don't think it's going to have any dramatic effect on on the criminal justice system or anything else. Um, but I, I just, from a practical perspective, it's another gigantic unfunded mandate by the state. It puts a pretty big burden on law enforcement. Now there's going to be so many classifications of what has to be sealed and not sealed. You don't have to go any farther. Right there, right there is the reason to, to vote this down. Yeah, well, it's already she, it's, it's already approved. The yeah, governor's sure. just got to sign it. Governor's going to sign it before the end of the year. Um, so lots of these little things are popping up all over the place. Mm. I mean, people don't get involved. This is what you you know when you vote. This these are the things that happens. Well, they don't know. They, um, they, they don't know, and they they don't have the time to watch every move of the legislature and of the political leaders in Albany. <clears throat> so they're like, they're, they're like a, you know. Perennial two-year-olds. Well, but this is what happens when you vote for people, certain people. You vote for a certain party, give right. absolute control, unfettered control. Um, this is what happens. We saw this with gun control in this state. You know, for years I tracked, I used to tell people, I used to track like 30 or 40 bills. Every new legislative session, 30, 40, 50 bills would get introduced anti-gun bills. And we used to laugh and say, these things will never get legs. These things will never get legs. And then all of a sudden... Most of those are law now They're in law. New York, yeah. Yeah. and that's because we just, you know, people don't vote. I mean, that's really what the bottom line is. If if every pistol permit holder voted in New York, um, we none of these none of these laws that we're dealing with now would ever have passed. Oh, welcome to my world. I mean, I've been harping on this. I know for you have ten years. Gun owners, you know, concealed carry permit holders, you've got to vote. We're no excuses. We're 10 years into the SAFE Act, and we've had, you know, two SAFE Act 2, 3, and 4 happen since then. And 
Um, we're, we're killing ourselves uh, and we have to fight these things. And it's always harder to fight back. And they always leave some residue and make things harder. And, you know, our lives are diminished. Our quality costs, of lives are costs diminished. Costs a lot of money for that's the lawsuits. Right. That's right. And uh, they, they fight us with our money. That's right. So uh, it really does matter to vote. It really does matter um, um, that you vote. So I don't know. All right. We'll get back to military stuff right after this break here on Valor Radio. Yes. We'll actual military content coming I know, up I know. here on Valor Radio on the WISL stations. Listening to Valor Radio with Colonel Paul Simonelli and Captain Steve Mamano as well. Here on the WISL stations, here's the Colonel. Thanks, Robert. We could talk about New York, the rest of the, and domestic stuff, the rest of the show, but uh, we really do need to talk about some uh, military things. I I want to start with big picture stuff, Steve, if we could. Um, you know, everybody gets fixated on the tactical side of the military and, you know, what's happening in the Middle East, in Syria, in Iraq. Um, you know, we've had, just since uh, Hamas attacked Israel, we've had 40-some-odd, almost 50 attacks in that region against U.S. targets um, in that region that are working in Syria against ISIS and in Iraq against ISIS. We've had 60 troops that have been more than 60 troops that have been injured. Um, we lost five troops to a helicopter uh, crash, five highly, highly, highly trained special operators mm-hmm. this past weekend. Um, and, uh, and, and people get fixated with, you know, what's happening on the ground. And I'm, I'm, I'm at a level of frustration at the operational and strategic level. Um, and I know at the levels you worked at, you've got to be thinking about the same stuff. Um, we're, we're, we've done a couple of minor little attack responses, we're calling them. And, you know, we have our, our national spokesman getting up. We'll decide when and where we're going to respond. I don't understand, and maybe, you know, you worked at, in military intelligence, and it's the the Navy admiral that's the spokesman there. We see all the time. You're, John you're, Kirby, yeah, um, saying we will respond at the time and place of our choosing. Yeah, he's um, Baghdad Bob, um, and I'm I'm frustrated because I I don't. My thought is, and maybe maybe I'm old school, but we have a capability to take away their capability to do these attacks without starting World War III. Mm-hmm. It's a limited capability that they have, 
but and we're and we're not doing anything to stop their capability to to really say you're not going to attack U.S. troops. We put U.S. troops here. You're not going to attack them. And all we're doing every time we don't do that is we embolden them. And I could go back to 1982, hmm. 83, yeah, and I could. I could walk us through the. Re- I could spend the whole show doing that, and I do this with my terrorism class. I walk them through U.S. response to terrorism mm-hmm. and why the mentality of the people sitting on the other side, the people coming after us or coming after our allies, and what their perspective is—not mm-hmm. our perspective, their perspective—and why they think they can do these things to us because of what our response has been to the things that they've done. And starting in 1982-83, you know, with with the bombing of our embassies and the Beirut bombing and, you know, up through, you know, the USS Cole and the first World Trade Center in 93. And I can keep going through this and I can march us through history and we don't have time to do that here, obviously. But I don't understand with this administration in particular and other administrations what there's no such thing as a measured response. I don't understand this. If there's a capability that's hurting us, elimination of that capability is the measured response. You know, destroying another nation is not a measured response, but eliminating a capability that's hurting us is a measured response. I, is there something I'm missing? Or no, uh, you have to, you have to respond. You have to. There has to be some sort of military uh, repercussion to what to what they're doing, and when there isn't one. They just feel uh, completely empowered to do it again, and that's what they're doing. That's all. That's all we see now is uh, attack after attack, low-level attacks, but they they kill people, you know. And we're lucky so far; we haven't lost anybody, but that's going to change soon. And when and, it does, what are we going to do about it? Well, we lost five. We lost five highly trained people this weekend. They were right. saying it was a training right. exercise. Yeah, we, we don't know. We, we always let people off the hook for some reason when these things happen. I would hold them accountable. I would say, you know, we blame you for this, and and, and, and accordingly, we're going to do this to you. And we don't do it. I, I just I, think we if just we're going to respond, we respond. Not in, we resp- we take away their capability to hurt us. Right, that's right, that's that's right. that's the minimum response. Right. That's no, the starting no, point. No proportional responses. There there is no, no such thing as proportional exactly. response. Proportional response is taking away the capability. Now let's step back a little bit further. We we have let's once again let's stay big picture for this these few minutes. We have this meeting in San Francisco happening this Today. week. Today, yeah. we're recording today, Wednesday, and this meeting's happening. And, you know, we're, we're entertaining uh, Xi Jinping. <laughs> and so, you know, Gavin Newsom, who thinks he's going to be the next president, cleaned up San Francisco for his new best buddy. Not, not for the San Francisco citizens, yeah, mind you. Yeah. Right. It's for the Chinese visitors. Um, and... The place looks pristine, uh, which it hasn't looked like in a decade. But the point is, these when you look at when you look at history, once again, they people take people in Asia and, and in China in particular take a very long view of what they're trying to accomplish. When we're we're at war with China, we may not be at war militarily with China, but we're at war with China right now, and we don't accept that. We don't 
and and we think that and all this stuff is flowing. I mean, what's happening in the Ukraine, Russia, in the Middle East, all this is all tied together. It's all part of and I'm not saying some vast conspiracy, but China is using all this to their advantage against us. Um we we fight wars on multiple levels. You know, we go back to um the dime concept. I don't know if you in the Navy, you know, diplomatic, informational, military, economic. We don't fight wars just on the military level. It's all those things. And we're losing on every one of those with this current administration. We're we're just sitting down and we're letting China take the upper hand and China's using Russia, using the Middle East, using you know, using every tool in their toolbox to weaken us and put us in a bad position. And they're going to walk away this week, I would suspect. We'll talk about it next week on the radio. We'll see what happens. Uh, but I suspect that we're going to hand them something else, just like we've been handing Iran more. Iran, Iraq, I'm, I'm, I'm reading this morning, reading early news this morning, Al Jazeera. Uh, I was reading that uh, the U.S. is going to let Iraq give Iran hundreds of millions of dollars um, of cash. To 10, pay- million, 10 million more this week. Mm-hmm. And it's going to continue. Um, a billion, ju- billion, I'm sorry. Yeah, just to continue to fuel um, their their machine, and that money's going to – oh, but it's only going to be used for humanitarian. No, uh, no. Money, no. Is, money is fungible. fungible. We it's, know that. Of course. And, and, and this, we, we keep hearing this, and what do they think people are fools about this? And and all this is all tied together. This is not you can't just you can't just you know block this off into little pieces. Mm-hmm. This is all one big and it, everything has an effect on everything else. And you know you got to put your big boy pants on and you got to step back and look at these the big picture on this stuff and we don't have people in Washington that are willing to do this. They're either incapable, incompetent, uh, I'm, I'm not going to believe that there's this vast conspiracy. I know there's people out there that believe that they're just trying to destroy the country. Uh, I'm not even going to go that far. I'm just going to say that there's a level of incompetence, that they have some small objectives, but they don't realize that they're destroying this country in and, the and process. They're, and they're naive objectives. Yes. They're, they're uninformed. They're, they're, they, they have the, a childlike faith component to them. So – I'm I'm just a level of frustration, and it flows down, and it affects, and I'm tired. I'm just tired. Maybe because I'm getting older, and because I have kids, and and grandchildren now, and you know we've got three generations of my family serving in the military that have served in the military. I don't want to see people's kids and their grandchildren being hurt or killed for some. I don't want them used as pawns anymore. I don't want people dying in flying accidents in the Mediterranean or being have traumatic brain injury in Syria so because we will not do a, a credible response and just put people out there to be hurt. I'm I just it's just not acceptable anymore. I don't want leaders that will say that that's acceptable anymore. I it's just there's got to be more to it. If we're going to sacrifice there has to be a reason for the sacrifice of our people. There should be nothing more important than our people. And um, I'm just frustrated at this point. I know. We'll Who talk isn't? more. Yeah. Who isn't, right? Well, I, apparently some people aren't because they keep putting our people out there and putting well, them in harm's way. Well, these people have been elected, so what are we going to do? The elections have consequences. They sure folks. do. you got, you got to be careful. Sure do. All right, when we come back, more with Valor Radio. We'll be back shortly. say in that very special way. 
your go-to for standard of specialized business insurance coverage. MGM Associates of Rochester, now serving the region and beyond in New York. Since 1984, MGM has provided leading coverage from a wide range of carriers. Not only home, condo, boat, motorcycle, and auto, but also specialized policies for all types of businesses, including nonprofits and law firms, livery insurance, property insurance, and bonds for all needs. MGM Associates of Rochester provides auto, workers' comp, health care, and liability coverage. Choose from virtual appointments or good old in-office, in-person consults by appointment at our Penfield office. Five-time consecutive winner of the National Best Practices Award, MGM is proud to support veterans groups. For your personal business, home, or professional insurance needs, meet the experienced staff at MGM Associates. Locally and proudly owned at 1745 Penfield Road in Penfield, 381-7008 or mgminsure.com. An associate of Michigan Miller's Mutual Insurance, 2425 East Grand River Avenue, Lansing, Michigan. The Stars and Stripes flag store is open again. Shop at 783 South Avenue Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 1 to 5. All American-made flags, many different types, apparel, drinkware, ornaments, and more. Honor our heroes. Shop Stars and Stripes flag store open again just in time for Christmas. As a veteran of the United States military, I can finally get the opportunity to enjoy special events, things that we couldn't afford, thanks to Vectix. Every empty seat at a concert, a game, or a play is a missed opportunity to say thanks to a veteran and service member. We can give our veterans a special event where they, too, can create their own cherished memories. Visit VetTix.org. Find out how you can make a difference in a veteran's life. You're listening to Valor Radio with Colonel Paul Simonelli. With a rare appearance of the Colonel in studio, back here from Florida for this uh, recording session of Valor Radio. Also have uh, Captain Steve Amano in the studio as well. Thanks, Robert. That's <laughs> <laughs> Paul. Yeah, yeah. Both of us. Both mm-hmm. of us. Uh-huh. It's a gathering of eagles. Is that what it yeah, is? Yeah, we used to have, when we used to get the old captains together and have lunch or something. We'd say it's a gathering of eagles. A gathering of eagles. All right. Well, I'm waiting for that gathering of eagles in Florida, Steve. When are you going to come down? Yeah, I know. I um, hope so soon. Yeah, we'll wait for it to really be cold so you really <laughs> get a break. Um, so, uh, a couple things I want to talk about in this last segment, but uh, found this interesting. I know Bob and I talked about this early on when we first started the show. Uh, back in 2015 or 2016, and they've done another. And I was uncomfortable back then, and it doesn't seem to bother me anymore, Bob. I, you remember we talked about being the lack of comfort when thank you for your service? Oh, yeah, right. We had a lot of discussions about that when the show first started, and maybe There's, I was closer to my service at that time. There was, there was a head-scratcher for a lot of people. Right. They're like, well, what's wrong with that? I mean, if it's sincere. It, it uh, is. I mean, maybe, maybe it is a cliche, but... Well, and I, I remember back then I felt like it was, and I know this might sound, in, this might sound um, petty, petty, but I felt like when people would say that to me, I almost felt like they were saying, "I'm glad it's you and not me," right. or "I'm glad it's your son and not mine," yeah, or "your son and not my son or daughter." Mm-hmm. I maybe that was just my perception of receiving it, so I I didn't like when people said it, say it to me and. So that was 2015, 2016. Wait, you didn't like it when they said thank you for your service? Yes. Okay. We And you and I had pretty in-depth discussions about that the first couple of years we did the show. Um, interestingly, they've, they've done some surveys recently. USAA 
as part of, uh, did a survey recently, and um, younger veterans between 18 and 44 um, don't like, are, aren't comfortable with this. Um, 66% of the respondents between 30 and 44 um, say they're, they're just not really comfortable. It's awkward when people say thank you for your service. Well, I, one criticism I heard about it was it's 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 um, it's a, a throwaway. It's kind of like good gratuitous. Mor- yeah, it's it's good morning. Yeah. Like, hey, good morning. You know, uh, what do you do with that? Uh, how do you respond to thank you for your service? They feel like it's an empty phrase. You know, they interviewed yeah. some people, and to I, some extent, it is. Yeah. I, think. An, um, I think here's one person said an unspoken disappointment that when people say thank you for your service, there's a really a lack of understanding. Um, it's almost like people check a box and they move on. Right. Um, and you know, we get conditioned to do things. Someone sneezes. We say, God bless you. Um, well, when you go to like a, uh, VA, uh, for something and, uh, you sit down to get your, your, your flu shot or whatever. And they say, Oh, well, thank you for your service. I'm like, okay. Hey, sure. Whatever. I mean, it's it's a throwaway. You're right. It's it's just it, it it depends on the setting. It depends on who's doing it and for what reason. But yeah, like those ones are are, are throwaways. They're just you know they're yeah. like it's almost like you go to McDonald's and they're they're doing a special uh, and you show your ID card or something and then they say oh thank you for your service because you you know they're they're required to do that or whatever you know it's just whatever when something right when something becomes a requirement or an expectation then right. it loses its it, meaning it's like. It does. It's, it's like mean. we've had this discussion before. Kids in high school now are required to volunteer yeah. <laughs> for right. graduation. Right. Part of a graduation requirement is that they do volunteer work. Well, it's not volunteer work if they're required to do it for graduation. So <clears throat> I so I understand how younger people, now that I've gotten older, um, you know, I, I guess maybe it doesn't. You, you know, you gotta you got to be careful, though, because some people get triggered by that. Thank yes. you for your service. Yes, you're right. You're uh, absolutely I, I have right. a friend in, in Maryland, and you don't want to be the one who comes up to him when he's got his, his uh, you know, his one seventy third hat on or whatever, and say thank you for your service because he'll look at you and say, "You want to thank me for my service? Here's what you do: get tell your kid to get his fanny in, in a uniform. That's how you thank me for my service." I mean, he'll he'll get in people's faces for doing it. It's mm-hmm. it's not a good thing. It's not a it's not a pretty picture, but people just imagine assume that you can go up to somebody in the military and do the thank you for your service, and and in some cases you're 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 you're, you're playing with fire. Yeah, I, so, I I'm sorry it's that way. I, I think most people genuinely are trying to be kind, and that's how I look at it. I don't, I don't, most, I people most people are trying people to be know. nice. What else do you do? I yeah, mean, one wh- percent of the population serves. Right. What What do you do? How about you, God bless you? <laughs> yeah, that would be fine. Oh, oh, oh God bless. Hey, God, God, God bless you, soldier. Yeah. Right. I think I would like I, that I think more. I would like that. I would like that a lot yeah, more. I, I think that's I would great. like that a lot. I'd love that. Yeah. Um, I'll take that any day. I so, yeah i i I would love that. I think that yeah. would be a great alternative. Yeah, I, I do like that. Um, but you're right. You go to the VA, and of course they say, "Well, everybody, every patient there is a thank you for your service." Because they've been told, make sure you say thank you for your service. Right. It's a requirement. <laughs> well, I mean, obviously, because everybody's doing it. So <laughs> well, I think we be- I think we may have zeroed in on one reason why they hate it. And the um, VA says it all the time. <laughs> right. Well, it must be in the night orders or something. Make sure you say, thank you for your service. 
It's it, it's gratuitous. It's just uh, and it's trite. Well, since Paul yeah. and I talked about this, you know, almost ten years ago, I get it. Yeah. I, I understand. And, but, but at the time, I was. But I don't hold it against anybody for doing it. I just, I'll just, just, I reserve the right sometimes to just say, eh, whatever. Now, I here's what happens though. Here, here's the classic thing. I hear it mostly from, like, when I hear it from an older veteran. It's a whole different thing. What do you mean? Oh so, yeah. So I got. Oh no doubt about I, that. I, it, I, wa- I was walking into the VA and there's a guy with an old Vietnam veteran hat on. And I'm, you know, we're, we both end up at the door at the same time, so we're walking in, and um, he's calling me a youngster. Yeah. And and so we shake hands, and as we're shaking hands, he goes, "Well, thank you for your service, but young you man." Know something? You and that's a whole different now, animal. Now that you mention mm-hmm. it, Paul, if I I don't see World War II guys anymore, right? Because so few of them. But uh, if I, ha- I went up to I went in the store and I saw a World War II vet, I would go up to him and say, "Hey, thanks for saving humanity," and right. I meant it. Yeah. So I, I really meant so it. So I think I go out of my way with, with older veterans to do that, and I think and, they— and they're, and they're touched by it. Yeah, I mean, they are. And the older guys go out of their way to find, yeah. when they see us, to come up to us and do it. So that's a whole different thing, veteran to veteran. Right. I, I think there's an right. understanding. I think I, so. I, so I think this has nothing to do with veteran to veteran. I think this, this survey's about— Non-veterans talking to veterans, and I think that's always going to be that way. And I, and I, you know, the best thing need... you can do, the best thing you can do is if if you know something about the service or whatever. I used to go up to guys in, in these stores, and they'd be wearing a hat that said uh, Third ID, and I'd say, you know, um, you know, I, I love Audie Murphy. Were you in Audie Murphy's regiment? Yeah, I was. Yeah. And they look at you like, how did you know about right. that? Absolutely. Because you, if you know just something the slightest about thing. just a little bit about yep. their, their about their their branch or whatever, or oh, you were an armored guy, or you were a you know a, a, an airborne paratrooper. Wow, you know, and they say, yeah, I was in, or I was a Iwo, Iwo Jima veteran. Yeah, really, fifth fifth Marines or third Marines. I mean, they're like, w- w- you know about that? Yeah. So yeah. if you know something about it, it makes a big deal to them. Yeah, I just I just love that those guys. I mean, and I want them to know it. So um, I just want to change gears here real quick, uh, if I can. Um, yep. You know, I'm back in Rochester, and the reason I came back is uh, I just want to say uh, just a real quick tribute. Uh, we we lost a, a very good man at the sheriff's office, uh, Captain uh, Scott Alberti. Um, Twenty nine years of service. Uh, succumbed to uh, cancer uh, less than a week ago. Uh, just uh, absolutely dedicated. Started as a jail deputy, uh, moved over to the road patrol, uh, worked his way up, uh, was commanding officer, uh, and A-Zone was his last assignment. Um, uh, diagnosed with cancer just a few short months ago and uh, uh, passed away this past week and uh, came up for his uh, funeral today and i just want to say we've lost a a really really special guy um he uh he's you know one of those heart and soul guys he he had a way about uh always had a way of making us laugh uh you know he knew the sheriff's office inside and out he knew every nut and bolt every working he, he you know he there wasn't a part of the sheriff's office that he wasn't familiar with and uh uh just knew how to get things done and was just always there, unflappable. Um, used to fun to try to get him, get him frazzled a little bit, almost impossible to do. And uh, we had a lot. I got a chance to work very closely with him uh, for a couple of years before he took over A Zone. And uh, 
truly going to miss him. Uh, you know, wish uh, uh, his his wife uh, Flora and his son uh, Antonio uh, um, comfort in the in this difficult time. And uh, I just wanted to say that uh, we are going to miss him and his service uh, to the sheriff's office, and uh, want to celebrate. Uh, his great time and great service to the Monroe County Sheriff's Office. I'm hearing some music. Uh, that's it for this week, folks. Uh, let's keep the faith. Uh, tough times, but uh, let's keep moving ahead. Let's keep our soldiers, sailors, airmen, Marines, Coasties, uh, guardians, those serving with them in your thoughts and in your prayers. Uh, we'll be back next week with more Valor Radio. Take care and God bless. I'm all business in my suit. Yeah, I'm dressed up for success From my head down to my boots I don't do it for the money There's bills that I can't pay I don't do it for the glory I just do it anyway Providing for our futures My responsibility Yeah, I'm real